Welcome back to another episode of Dinner for Breakfast. I am your host, Bailey. And I'm your designated driver, Wes. What's happening, buddy? Oh, not much. Uh, I've got the day off. I have a Tuesday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. I have a Tuesday off of work, which is really nice. Um, Not very common. You know, I can always appreciate a day off, either in like the middle of the week or earlier of the week. You know, it's like a nice... I I usually have uh like pretty consistently like have weekends off work, um mm-hmm. but this week I'm working all weekend because I have different catering events I have to do, so I got a weekday off and that's kind of nice and I can use this opportunity to you know build Legos and read a book and like do some weird baking. I really like doing baking projects on my day mm-hmm. off, um which I mentioned to you earlier that yeah, I'm doing do a tell. baking project today, which is why I was late to the recording today um so i'm not very good at baking let me first i'm gonna say that (laughs) i'm not very good at it i don't enjoy it typically but if i have a day off and i have an entire day to kill i'll do some baking and today i am making a loaf of croissant bread croissant bread so i've made croissants several times i learned how to make them in culinary school it's an enormous pain in the ass a lot if of butter. Can, a lot of butter. I used about a stick and a half of butter for this one loaf of bread, um, plus some extra for greasing the pan and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a very time-consuming thing to make croissants. <laughs> um, the part that frustrates me the most is shaping them into the little croissant shapes because you have to like cut it into a triangle and then you have to roll it and then bend the, the thing after it's rolled. It's a whole pain in the ass. Um, so today I decided I was just gonna make a loaf of bread <laughs> using the same dough that you would make with croissants. So I made a laminated dough. Um, I have like the yeast and sugar and milk that's at like 110 ish degrees because that's where yeast likes to bloom. I beat all that together, bloom it for five minutes, add 250 grams of flour, beat that together, another 125 grams of flour to kind of tighten it up. That's your dough. Let it rise for about an hour. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I don't need to explain the entire process, but it's making me hungry. I love croissants, dude. I love I a nice do. chocolate croissant. Is this for anything special though, or is no? It, uh... This is this is just because I um shits and giggles. I, yeah, I had <laughs> nothing to do today. It's it's like a you know overcast rainy day here, and mm-hmm. I just had nothing else going on, so I figured I'd bake a loaf of croissant bread. Why not? I'll see if it works. If it works, I'll do it again. And if it doesn't, I won't. I'm intrigued. I've, I always uh, see videos. Well, the problem with baking is you have to be very, like, um, from my understanding, very, like, precise on your measurements mm-hmm. versus, like, normal cooking where you can kind of wing it and get away with a lot more. It's a little more forgiving. Yeah. I, my... I feel the same way. Yeah. And... um just seeing like this, uh, I see a lot of like croissants videos where they they're just like twirling them and stuff. Are yeah, you, that's uh, cr- I. That's what I call a French professional. Yeah, that's that's wild. I can't I can't do that sort of thing. Like the process of making a laminated dough is enough for me. Um, that's what a. For those of you who don't know, that's what a croissant dough is. It's called a laminated dough, uh, where basically you make your dough and then you have a whole layer of butter. And then you fold it in and then roll it out, let it rest, fold it again, roll it out, let it rest, keep folding it and rolling it like that. Um, And that way, when you bake it, it's the same thing as puff pastry. Puff pastry is a laminated dough or phyllo dough. Um, Mm. When you bake it, all the butter melts and it creates these air pockets inside the dough. And that's why when you tear open a croissant, it has all these weird little holes and it's very light and fluffy um, because it's laminated. Because it's laminated. It's laminated. Guys, it's laminated. It's, it's claminated. Claminated. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, yeah, but... I'm <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes, and there's a thing that I wanted to talk about called clamines. Um, I figured it's not – I didn't buy it because it sounded gross, but uh, I wanted to talk about it briefly if you'll lend oh, me your please. ear. Please, please. So I was at Target the other day, and uh-huh. I was walking through the board game section of Target, as I am wont to do. 
I frequently buy board games at Target. Um, and I saw a jar, a jar of mayonnaise sitting on the shelf, <laughs> and it had a, a black cap and a black label. It was like next to the board games, and there were several of them. So I went to check it out, and I picked it up, and it said "Cards Against Humanity, Clamonaise." So I read the label, and apparently, what it is. It, yeah, I can see you're Googling it now it, on your second monitor. It's Cards Against Humanity made a clam-flavored mayonnaise and then <laughs> hid inside the jar of mayonnaise a pack of cards that you could use to play the game. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's an actual, like, clam mayonnaise? It, so is, it's a an real, actual... it is a real clam-flavored mayonnaise, clam-anaise, that you can buy and eat. <laughs> I thought it was it was so goddamn funny. I could not stop thinking about it, so I felt like I had to bring it up on the show. Oh my god, that's beautiful. I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to find like pictures of like people opening the jar. Here's a good photo. Oh Oh, god, it looks like I haven't googled it. It looks um, looks like a custard. (laughs) Well, it's mayonnaise, uh, so yeah, close, yeah. But no, that's actually funny. I'm I'm have to buy some. I wonder if it's good though. You I, know, I don't know. I the worst part is I bet it's really good. I bet it tastes great. Uh, I bet it does. It was only I mean, you know the jar is like the jar of it's like ten bucks. Really? Yeah. So you can get a jar of clamonaise with some Cards Against Humanity cards in it for ten dollars. That's something James needs. He has like all the cards. Yeah. Doesn't humanity. he have like the six foot long? the bigger box the yeah bigger and we box or whatever i remember one time when we were in high school we went on vacation and we brought that with us and we had to put it laying laying flat in the bed of somebody's truck <laughs> to bring it up north with us i remember that that's funny i think that's it was at funny. ryan's cabin yeah no we're gonna have to get some of this clamonase and really figure out what the deal i'll buy it on it because i'll buy it next sound... time i go to target yeah that sounds sounds kind of intriguing i what would you put it on? Let's see, regular Sammy or like what I would guess. like clams really go well? I, I, I guess they really need to figure out: is it a real strong clam flavor or is it just like some like? Is it like subtle? Yeah, because if it's yeah. very strong, like background I don't lamb. Because it's very strong, I really don't know what you'd put it on. I mean, like but... tuna salad, because it's already got that fishy thing going on, or like a Connie salad, or like a. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I mean, yeah, I have to, we'll have to taste it. I guess we'll have to try it and figure it out. All right. There's only one way of figuring it out is getting our hands dirty and getting into the field and uh, going elbows deep into a jar of clamonaise. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll let you talk in a second. I feel like I'm kind of commandeering this show. Uh, one super duper quick thing that I isn't in our, our schedule for today, but I just want to bring it up super duper fast. Um, Happy birthday, mom. My mom, shout out, listens to this show. Her birthday is in like two days um, as after the release of this episode, not the recording of it. Um, love you, mom. Happy birthday. Anyways. Happy birthday to Miss Jones. Yeah, I wanted to get that out of the way before I forgot. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to make her some shrimp ceviche for her birthday because she always has shrimp ceviche on her birthday. I've never my entire life, I love isn't that dude. isn't that just like raw shrimp mixed with like some like certain veggies it's, and then lime juice? Yes, it's raw when you put it in, but you let it sit overnight, and the acidity from the uh, from the citrus juice you use like lime juice, orange juice, lemon juice, grapefruit, whatever kind of citrus juice. All the, the acidity juice. from it, yeah, all of the all of the citrus juice, the acidity from it cooks the uh, the shrimp. Or whatever seafood Ooh. you're using. So, for example, a, literally like last month, I made four gallons of ceviche for a catering event, and oh I used uh, I used shrimp and squid for Ooh. it. I just let it sit overnight. It was delicious. That sounds really good. I've always uh, I've there's this hunting show I watch, and um, they always do like they hunt, then they show like fun ways to cook the meal or whatnot. Okay. And one of them they did. Uh, heart ceviche essentially mm. it was like a it was like a take on like 
A uh, ceviche or carpaccio? They they called it ceviche, but I really don't think they cared. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if they put, I mean, if they like marinate it in citrus juice, then it's a ceviche. That's what defines a ceviche, I believe. Is the process of cooking something with the acidity from citrus juice. Bailey's giving me the one finger. I think he's having a technical difficulty. Sorry, my dog was barking. I didn't want the whole, like, bark or woof, 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 woof. Oh, that's okay. I should have used that opportunity. It doesn't matter. The um, old bear. I call it the old bear is making noise. But no, uh, noise. no, back to ceviche. It's, uh, what they did was, like, they cut up some, ra- what's, what's the typical vegetable? On- onion, tomato. Anything what uh, else? Is I don't. I don't use onion or tomato when I make it. I oh, use like cucumber, cucumber and bell peppers. Okay. Um, cucumber is one of them. I'll use. I I like jalapenos. My mom grows a lot of chili peppers, so mm. I'll do jalapenos or habaneros, something like that. Um, I'm mm. also a big fan of like onion. Onion is common in it, but onion's a little too abrasive for me for my taste. So I'll use a shallot. Usually a couple shallots. That's right. You're not you're not big in the onion world. I, I no, I'm not. Forget. Like I, even though you like sautéed, but that's about it. Yeah, right? I think I think that the how much I enjoy an onion is directly proportionate to how long it's cooked for. Did you should so like, see me? You like one sorry. end of the spectrum is like a raw onion, where like I don't fuck with a raw onion. I don't want that in my life, especially a red onion. Like absolutely not. Um, raw white onion is okay in small doses, but then like you get into caramelized onions or like French onion soup, and that's like all i want to eat forever just like yeah um graph. you should have seen me yesterday i had a uh a tuna fish sammy yesterday uh-huh. and when i mean the whole face of a piece of bread was covered in white onion oh my God. raw white onion and let me tell you it wasn't enough wasn't oh enough I, I wish it was red because like ugh, i'm obsessed with onions i love onion onion and mushroom how about you smell so bad Probably, probably All right, do. Shrek. But guess what? It's worth it because I had an onion in my diet. Just eat an onion sandwich, dude. I could, I could, and actually, Gross. a little weird. I uh, I folded a, I um, accidentally we had sourdough, and I was toasting the sourdough, and one of the pieces was small and not proportionate to the other one, and mm-hmm. so instead of just I toasted, I was like, ah, oh, dang. So I put a balsamic glaze on it and then some white raw onion and folded it and ate it like that. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That that sounds fine. I mean, truth be told, I'll eat anything with balsamic on it. Like, I love that stuff. Oh, balsamic vinegar, balsamic glaze, like balsamic reduction, anything with, with the word balsamic in it, I'm all the way there. Love it. What's a good balsamic salad dressing? Because I'm trying to figure one out. Like, is it balsamic vinegar, and then what else? Is yeah, it balsamic vinegar, uh, a, like a light. I like a light olive oil for a salad dressing. Something with, okay. like, not too much, especially if I'm using balsamic vinegar, because I really mm-hmm. like it. I want that flavor to shine through more. So I want a, an olive oil that's not too, like, fruity. Um, mm-hmm. You can buy light olive oil at the store. And then since it's oil and vinegar and they notoriously do not mix together, you need an emulsification agent. So I like a big squirt of Dijon mustard is what Mm. I would recommend. Um, Mm. It's the same way. I know I've talked about it on the show before, but emulsification agents like Kraft Singles are another one. But you're not going to put that in your fucking salad dressing. It's gross. Um, Yeah, so like balsamic vinegar, light olive oil, big squirt of Dijon mustard, um, maybe a little bit of red wine vinegar, salt pepper whatever herbs and spices um hmm. i like dried herbs and spices for a salad dressing typically i know that's weird but if for like a vinaigrette i feel like dried herbs and spices make more sense personally yeah because yesterday uh yeah i did not get that deep i also had a little salad too and i did <laughs> it's i did a balsamic glaze and so this is my salad okay all right I chop i chop up the lettuce head right what uh, kind of lettuce you use uh What's the one that comes in the head? Um, What's like your iceberg? Yeah, which just I think like the, yeah iceberg, just regular lettuce, okay. which I think that's my favorite lettuce out there. All right, I don't like Fine. I don't like the, I don't like the spring mix stuff. Oh it's my just God. nice, but it's it has a crunch to it that no other I, has. Yeah, okay, fine. Spring mix is the best, followed I by love, romaine. Iceberg lettuce is not ideal for a salad. I love it. I just love the iceberg crunch. lettuce is great on like a sandwich. 
or like a like a burger or like a fried chicken sandwich. Oh yeah, I, like I, I totally know, understand. I totally understand on how someone might not think it, but I love it. But I, then you know what? I I get it. <laughs> I love. I just love crunch. Then yeah. I did banana pepper. I did cucumber. I did uh, goat cheese that has a hint of honey flavor to it. Uh, I knew I was going to use the glaze, so I wanted to use the goat cheese. And then yeah. um, I did some croutons. And then, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and a white onion. Diced, diced white onion in it. That that sounds like a really dope salad. That it sounds super, dope. super good. Only thing I would take out of that salad, it can, can, might be a hot take. I don't like croutons. Lettuce. Oh, whoa. I don't like croutons in a salad. You, you know... You know what are the best croutons is the um, Ruby Tuesday. I don't know if you know Ruby Tuesday. I don't. Is, I know of it. I think yeah, I went there once when had, I was like seven or eight. They had the best salad bar. They had these. Um, what are the brown? Uh, was it pumpernickel? Pumpernickel. Oh, probably. Maybe, but it was like pumpernickel, like croutons, but they weren't crunchy. They were like chewy in a sense okay they were I could get in super that. good they were super good they were like soft and chewy and they weren't like crunchy okay, those were that makes that makes sense my that's why i like a homemade crouton my problem with croutons nine times out of ten is that i try to stick Break. it on my fork <laughs> with the rest of my salad and it just turns into dust and then i just, mm-hmm. just yeah. th- then it, if it turns into dust it defeats the entire purpose of having a crunchy element in your salad yeah so, i uh we all have our flaws, okay? And the crouton has its. Yeah, so, I mean... You know what? It Fair is what enough. It is. <laughs> I respect it for what it is. Yeah, it's... I miss those croutons, actually. I'm really hungry. Let's go to Ruby know. Tuesdays. This Ruby dude, Tuesdays I don't know. Exist. I don't even know, dude. I, I hope. I there's just one at... Uh, just one in the mall at Okemos, I think. Ruby Tuesday. I'm pretty sure there's one there because I remember seeing it a couple times when I went there with Matthew. Shout out Matthew. I think they're um, saying uh, Canton has one. I don't know if they still okay. like or, That's uh, very far from where I Oh, yeah. The one in Okemos I don't think is there anymore because that's oh, like the okay, one that, that, that I used to go to. Yeah. Fair enough. Looks like we got Canton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so far. Gotta love narrow casting. We're pretty good at that. Yeah. You just gotta. You'll find us. Yeah, we're around. You can by all the by all of the places that we've said <laughs> the, we go to. You can probably figure geotags. out the exact address <laughs> of each of us. Yeah. It's all right. I'm down for a little stalker action. Um, no, we were suggested a fun game, but maybe it's not a game, but more of a uh, constructive thing is make a Sunday without dessert items. No. Oh yeah, I've given this some long, hard thought. I um, have also. I can only really come up with one. Okay. Um, with the main said, I'll go first. Uh, sure. so basically, yeah, make it a Sunday without dessert items, and I went with mashed potatoes as your ice cream, <laughs> gravy, mm-hmm. shredded cheese okay. as like sprinkle esque, and then You're the making- cherry. Yeah, no, KFC famous bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But like in ice cream form, and then the po- yeah. put a popcorn chicken on top for a cherry. Because yeah, okay, it's a KFC. Did you have bowl. Did you have something else? Because that's all I, I had. Something, I had something slight. I had a couple actually different ideas. Um, I think first it's important to define a Sunday. What do you when you I say the word Sunday? What do you think of? Uh, I think of a couple. Scoops of ice cream dressed with uh, probably one or two, and then dressed with um, toppings like hot fudge or like sprinkles. I just want a very basic idea of Sunday, like sure. just hot fudge sprinkles, I, and then like a chair on top. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm kind, so we're kind of in the same page here. I think of like a Dairy Queen, like when you go to Dairy Queen and order a three scoop Sunday or like yep. a banana split, because I love mm-hmm. a banana split. Super underrated. I feel like they've done honestly though. Yeah, old school, but like new cool. Banana split. (laughs) Uh, Banana split's so good. Um, We'll come back to that phrase in a second because that made me think of something. Um, No, but I had an idea for like I've seen places do um, like a barbecue parfait, 
where it's like mm. layers of like pulled pork and mac and cheese, coleslaw, baked beans, barbecue sauce, yeah. things like that, like all layered together. You could probably just restructure that and make it into a Sunday. Yeah. The other thing that um shout out to my roommate Heather that she pointed out is uh a, there's a lot of overlap between dessert foods and breakfast foods. So if you could make a Sunday mm. using breakfast food, it would be probably almost the same as a dessert one. Things like like do, fruit, do tell like fruit syrups, those go on a Sunday, those go on a pancake, chocolate chips things like whipped cream you know there's these these kind of flavor tones that could be appropriate for a breakfast setting or a dessert setting you know what i yeah. mean i haven't th- i haven't thought that one out all the way but i'm i i think like the chocolate chips and stuff or like the whipped cream i think mm-hmm. that's more i think that falls more on dessert i think you're de- desertifying uh basically your breakfast when um you add all those things to it, so I feel like those fall more of a dessert, a uh, dessert item, more than that's, anything. You know, that's, that's totally fair, and I do personally prefer a savory breakfast over a sweet breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, I do but too. I'm, I'm going to stick with my idea of like a barbecue, barbecue type thing. I like that. Really- I like that. Yeah. This one time, I was in Traverse City, and they had food trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so and they had like this block of food trucks, and we went to them, and I got. Basically, a barbecue uh, parfait, dude. So good. So yeah. good. Had the slaw, like the a... pulled pork, the baked beans in it, dude. Yep. It was so good. I think about that a lot, actually. Well, your barbecue <laughs> parfait. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, I might go barbecue for dinner. It sounds so or, good. Or like a lotes parfait or street corn parfait. Sounds really good yeah. right now. Yup. Parfait me up. Parfait me up. <laughs> Parfait me up. Mail us a parfait. Email us a parfait. Dinner for breakfast podcast at gmail.com. Uh send me a parfait. Yeah. Um. Okay. You so what was the phrase I said earlier that I wanted to come back to? Was, old uh, school but new school or something like old, that. Old school, new cool. And that reminds me of a thing that I know you've been very curious about since I sent it to you uh dang that's good yeah what's up with that so it's dang exclamation point that's good i'll show you because you and me are on video right now the listening public can wait for a second because um, i have some in my fridge oh is that's not what i was thinking dang that's good red, red cream, cream soda that sounds good. This is, and it's the original, dang, that's good. This is the best soda I've ever had in my life. And I really like the name of it, and I just wanted to talk about it briefly because I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, and if they saw it, they would just kind of be like, oh, it's some weird off-brand thing. Um, looks like something you'd find at Rocket Fizz. I originally like they... did find it at Rocket oh. Fizz. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> I, bought an I bought an individual bottle of it at Rocket Fizz. They make all sorts of flavors. They make a couple types of root beer and other stuff. The only one that I really feel attached to, though, is this red cream soda. Mm. Um, so it's just like a, it's like a really good cream soda with like a hint of cherry to it. It's quite nice. Mm. I highly recommend it. If you see it at the store, I bought this. Uh, I believe I bought this at my local Meyer. Like it's a common thing. You can just buy it wherever. Um. And it's incredible, and I highly recommend everybody listening, go get your hands on a bottle of it. Dang, that's good. Red cream soda. Have you um, ever had... Oops. Uh, have you ever had um, Big R, I think it is? Big R? Is that a root beer brand? That sounds so familiar. No, maybe it's Big Red. Yeah, it's Big Red. Oh, I have had Big Red. Big Red's Big Red really... Before. I did a... Um... I did a TikTok a while ago on this, and it was um, big red. Yeah, someone like someone uh, commented, and I do this thing where I repeat comment, and I'll try whatever you comment, basically. And mm-hmm. honestly, that was pretty good too. Yeah, it's yeah, a Texas it's, it's, brand, the same, but... it's the same thing. It's red cream soda. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to buy big red from the the grocery store down the street from my mom's house. Like we'd walk down there. I mean, me and Matthew would 
would go down there and buy a bottle of Big Red. That's what we drank. It's it's the it's very similar. The dang, that's good. It's the red cream soda. Um, very similar to a like a Fago Rock and Rye. It's that sort mm-hmm. of thing that like yep. kind of fruity cream soda taste. Extraordinarily good. This is my new favorite soda. I I Man. love 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 dang, that's good. I'm gonna have to take a trip to Rock of his. You will have it. to take a trip to Rock of or Meyer. Higher standards, lower prices. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's at Meyer. That could be wrong. I might have gotten it at Megabev. Megabev. Shout out Megabev. Oh, you know what else I bought at Megabev? Yeah, dude, day? I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, because I did. I It's not in our notes, but I did send you a picture of it. Um, I bought, I believe we talked about it on the show, Alcoholic Sunny D. Yep. Um, last episode. I bought a four pack of the Sunny D hard seltzers because I saw them. They're they're a vodka seltzer, not like straight Sunny D. Right. Um, and if you're expecting like regular Sunny D with booze in it, you will be disappointed. I'm disappointed. Uh, it's like halfway. I I feel like okay. They're fine. I wouldn't buy them again probably because i didn't love them but uh they're interesting and it's like a fun novelty thing that that annoys me that companies do this yeah. type of stuff to where like they build the hype around like a nostalgia feeling but don't can't like cash in on the full nostalgia exactly like, why not just make legit like your normal sun id and throw booze in it you know what like, what right like that's what the people that would be want so much better and then the problem is this is what's going to happen. Okay, they're going to get the initial buy of like people be like, oh, nostalgia. Heck yeah, Sunny D. And then their sales will drop because mm-hmm. people will be like, wow, what a disappointment. And that's, that's super frustrating. And, and then they're going to stop like, making company. it because yeah. the sales drop. And then they're never yeah. going to do it again. Well, so they advertise it as a, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, it's a vodka seltzer is what yeah. they're saying it is. But it's like, it's like halfway between like a White Claw and a Mike's Hard. Right, so really? it's it's a lot sweeter than a than like a seltzer or a tonic. That gives me a little more. But it's a hope. lot less sweet than a Mike's Hard. The sweetness is all artificial. It you can taste. It's just abrasive, artificial sweet taste, which I hate personally. Mm. Um, like it just yeah. tastes like aspartame, and I'm mm. really not into that because it's got like oh zero calories and you know whatever. It's just mm. I don't know. It That's feels very like they're trying. They're trying too hard. Like, like what you said. If you literally just take original Sunny D and pour vodka into it, like that would be so much better than this way overproduced, trying too hard to be popular drink that they are making now. Honestly, I might just do that and just <laughs> make my own like Sunny D junk. Like, why have the? You know what? I might go do that right now i have like sunny that? i have regular hold on we're gonna take a break pause the go recording uh i'm go gonna go that. pour vodka into a sunny d welcome back from our brief intermission everybody sorry about that um i had to check on my baking project and uh we had to you know had some tef- technical difficulties and such but i have returned and i do have a sunny d with vodka which i'm sure is delicious it looks delicious. I want some Sunny D. It looks like chemicals. I mean, it tastes <laughs> like Sunny D. It's great. I Obviously. poured like like one shot of vodka into a whole Sunny D. I'm drinking out of a big cup. It's good. You know. Two shots of vodka. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> great video. It, um, truly a also, staple. Advertisers, hit us up, because that's where your ad will go. Glug, 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 pay glug, us glug. to advertise. Glug, glug, um, glug, glug, glug. Um, how, how the, uh, how's your guessing game today? My guessing game? Yeah. Ooh. How are you feeling um, today? I'm, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling more confident than I should. All right. Well, today we're going to do the game of guess that price once again. Um, you gotta come up with a better name. 
<laughs> it needs to have a better name. It's for, it's for, work in progress. It's work, work in progress. progress. Sure. For now, that's a fine name. If you have a good name for this this game show that Bailey likes to run, send us an email: dinnerforbreakfastpodcast@gmail.com, or hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, all right, Wes. Today, you are gonna guess three foods. All right. Two, I know, are which are near and dear to your heart, and the other one, oh, I think you you're a big fan of as well. Oh. Um. For the first one today, a lot. That that sucks. That I said that. Uh, egg roll. <laughs> egg roll. What? What did you say? Nothing, dude. Nothing Wait, at all. A lot. Yeah, we can go with a lot. I I, I, I said okay. All right, I said a, f- a part of the food that's in it, and I said, oh shit, you're good. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, shout out whatever cat is on your screen. Welcome to the show. Um, okay. I didn't know you still had a cat. I wish I did. Egg rolls. Continue. Is it is it a single egg roll? Um, or is it multiple? It goes as like singular. There's not like single one single egg roll. That's no, what I'm going. Single egg roll in the world. Mm-hmm. Four hundred and fifty dollars. Four hundred and fifty dollars would be incorrect. Yeah, of course it is. I just if want to know how close to- I am. <laughs> Chef Jack Lee Catering. Uh, you can get the world's most expensive egg roll at a whopping hundred dollars. Hundred bucks? Hey, all right, hold on. All right. Hundred bucks uh, isn't terrible. That sounds good. All right, so here's what's in it. What's in it, yeah. You get your main lobster tail, Alaskan king crab, summer black truffle, and a uh, oh, a mountain potato, um, baby carrot, a wild baby, t- and a wild baby t- taro root. Um, okay, it's topped with obviously caviar and gold leaf. Of course, <laughs> it always is. It fucking always is. Paired it's with always like caviar, gold leaf, and truffles, dude. They're in every single one of these. <laughs> and then paired with a fresh raspberry and dry, dry creek, Sauvignon block reduction dipping sauce. And that okay. right there is a hundred dollar egg roll. Honestly, it sounds really good. I would I would absolutely eat that. I yeah. weirdly enough, I think the strangest part for me is the potatoes inside of the egg roll. That yeah. is weird to me. But other than that, it kind of fits. Also, like taro root. I don't really like taro root that much, but I haven't never dealt with a ton of it. I don't know. I haven't too much I haven't either. It, so. I've had some pretty limited experiences and have not been a huge fan. Hmm. Um, but that was, I'm assuming that's one of the ones that was like near and dear to my heart. Cause I do love an egg roll. Egg rolls are fantastic. And I think they're probably your best Asian appetizer out there. One of the top ones. Um, yeah, those are great too. Have you had money bags? Have you had the money bags? I don't before? know what money bags are. What is it's that? It's essentially, um, crab oh. rangoon, but it's in like a thin wonton wafer that looks like it's like in a bag with a tie. Like a little like, pouch? Like, yeah, it looks like a little is pouch. It, is it still Dude. fried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like deep fried? Okay, it's like crispy. Yeah, but it's like in a wonton. It's not like your typical. Uh, it's oh. like a lot thinner than the, your typical like. Oh, so it's in like ragoon. Rice paper. Yeah, it's in like yeah, rice paper yeah. instead of a wonton. Yeah, yep. That's what I meant. Sure. Okay, that sounds it, that sounds pretty dope. I've had them recently. They're super good. Um, get some something. All, all right, up. Wes. All right, most expensive bowl of ramen. Oh, now. Ramen is one of my favorite things in the entire world. I love ramen. Yeah, um, bonus points if you guess the uh, get guess the uh, I guess it's I was guess continent. I guess the continent. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, it's from. I I feel like Japan is too obvious to guess. Maybe. So I don't think it's from Japan. I think it's from New York. New York, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's in New York. I'll, I'll, I won't even guess the continent. I'm gonna guess New York. Because right. I could know. just say North America, and then it could be uh, what's his face in Toronto, who's like a classically trained Japanese chef, who was on the last table or the final table on Netflix. Dope cooking show, by the way. If you haven't seen the final table, go watch it. It's really good. Um, most expensive bowl of ramen. One thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. You're off. 
Um, <laughs> a lot? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the uh, most expensive bowl of ramen is in Sydney, Australia. Oh, my uh, God. I got the I was... other side of the world. <laughs> and you can get this. It's called Rags to Riches Ramen for a whopping $400 per bowl. Okay. Um, I was way off in price, too. It looks pretty cool. It's created from uh, lobster and pork bones, topped with full tempura lobster, traditional ramen garnishes, golden noodles, golden dragon's head for decoration. And that right there will get you the $400 bowl. Uh, I'm personally not a huge fan of tempura in, in uh, ramen. Yeah. But I get it. Pretty fantastic okay. looking. It's, very, it's like art. It's I'm more sure of an art piece. I'm sure it's delicious. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot of the reason that like Japanese cuisine is so popular is because yeah. it's so pretty looking. It's, it's an art form. Yeah, yeah. All right. The last one. The final. The most expensive hot dog. Oh, oh, I okay. Uh I told oh, I wish I remembered how much it cost. I think it's around I want to say two thousand dollars, but I don't think that's right. But it's from a food truck in Southern California, and it's a foot-long A5 Wagyu hot dog with black truffles and caviar and lobster and gold leaf on it. I know it's from Kogi. Is it Kogi, the name of the food truck? Well, uh, I do not have a food truck here. Um, okay, that might be something different. That Maybe it's changed, because that was from a while ago. I think that that was on the list of the top like ones. Okay, that was in the top... Yeah, I'm not gonna look that up. Uh, it's. I'm gonna say it's. Uh, I've been way overshooting my guesses. I'm gonna say it's six hundred bucks. Should trust your gut in the beginning. For this hot dog, you can get it for two thousand three hundred dollars in New York God at two thirty fifth hot dog. Oh, that's a totally um, different one than what I was thinking of. Yep. Uh, this hot dog is made uh, with dry-aged Japanese Wagyu beef. The wor- uh, Hang on. I miss- oh, so we got Dom Perignon caramelized. Uh, obviously, you have champagnes in there. Caviar, sauerkraut, and then you got your uh, uh, Wagyu beef hot dog. Oh, and, um, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. the the one that i was thinking of is from tokyo dog in seattle um mm, which was yeah, the most was expensive there. hot dog in 2014 yeah yeah uh, I, I saw that too it's 200 bucks it's got ruffles <laughs> i know it's like a t- it's like 10 percent of the cost of that one but it's, it's a, the tip <laughs> a5 a5 wagyu hot dog with caviar truffles and uh foie gras on top of it which you like think? you should technically tip more than, than that hot dog for this one <laughs> right you should tip more than the price of this hot dog to get the other one um damn is that I'm, crazy twenty three hundred dollars for a hot dog i bet it's real yeah i bet it's that's super nuts good. i i bet it's delicious i mean all hot dogs are delicious um man bailey i'm awful at that game i did not think i was <laughs> when, you, when you first proposed the idea of this game to me i never thought i would be this bad at it but here we it's are. a fun one it's a fun one you got your we got ourselves a doozy man um it is it is fun but um it is i am it's tough it's really hard <laughs> oh that's what she said um best wow. frozen pizza wes Oh, just no, no transition. Just Best frozen pizza. It, huh? Off the dome. Uh, Totino's party pizza. The square ones you get for a buck and a half at the grocery store. Are those the ones that they served at the school? Back no, in the day? Totino's party pizza. Well, yeah, they're probably just similar. I had a, I ate a Totino's party pizza. Me and, shout out Farmer Zach. Me and Farmer Zach used to uh, share a dorm room when we were freshmen in college. And uh, we'd cook those things in the microwave and we had like probably oh. two or three weeks where we were trying to figure out how to do it because there's no microwave instructions on the pack. Oh, so <laughs> so it was trial and error figuring out because we couldn't be bothered to walk out to the common room and use the oven because that's where all the sports guys hung out. We didn't want to hang out with them. Oh, dude, honestly, that sounds disgusting. No, Totino's party pizza rips. I just hate it's... microwave food. Um, All right. I Honestly... Wild take, dude. I don't even like frozen pizza. Like much. at all. 
it's very uh un- it's very it's very uncommon for me not to eat it or I'm very picky. common for me not to eat it um yeah i put i have DiGiorno because i feel like that's the most tolerable one for me um but other than that like i really do not like frozen pizza like I, I tried a I bunch think... of vegan pizzas. They all suck. It's well, like yeah, they're slimy. Vegan Sorry, but then like vegans, just regular the pizza's not. I can't find a really good one. I don't know. I just have you, had a, have you had a Screaming Sicilian? Screaming Sicilian frozen pizza. So, so, so good. Screaming Sicilian. Highly recommend. Uh, yeah, I think I have had that. I don't remember it being terrible, but. It's really just... good. It better beats the shit out of DiGiorno. I think DiGiorno is one of the worst frozen pizzas you can get. Why is that? I just I don't like it. I don't know what it is. I think the crust, <laughs> the crust is too wide, and it's like not there's not enough stuff on it for the price. It just really doesn't do the trick for me. But I will say their stuffed crust is pretty good, and now they have an all stuffed crust, which I've been wanting to try recently. Where not only is it the outside stuff, the outside crust is stuffed but the crust that's underneath the toppings has a layer of cheese in the middle of it Ooh, which is yeah. crazy right quick question um, for pizza wise obviously the i think it's penny wise that you're thinking of penny wise uh the uh obviously the crust of the pizza is like the part you hold or whatever but like is the bottom really considered the crust too yes totally 100 is it what else would you would... consider it I don't know. I've never considered that to be the crust, but no, it's it, part of obviously, the crust. you ever have you you've never made a homemade pizza, have you? I have made a homemade pizza. Yeah, and it's all obviously. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all one piece. piece. Yeah, so it's all crust. I guess that makes sense. For some reason, right? I just disassociate the two. <laughs> I, I get I get what you're I get what you're saying though, right? Because like as you're eating it, you think like, oh, I'm holding the crust of this pizza, and I'm just eating pizza. Well. To be totally fair, is it one piece of bread just a full piece of crust then? Because the crust of a bread you cut off, in it, but that's still the whole thing. I don't cut the crust off my bread. I love well, the crust. Yeah, well, normal people don't, but there's those picky people like, oh, I don't like the crust. Well, yeah, you mean like 11-year-olds? If you cut the crust off your bread, you're a fucking baby. And, Get but yeah, at me. Come and find like... me if you cut the crust off your bread. I'll be at the park waiting to fight you. <laughs> Roll up in their little Child. scooters. But uh, but yeah, no, but like, you don't consider a whole piece of bread crust, though. That's true. Well, that's that's true because so with with a pizza, the entire bottom surface of a pizza is exposed to the oven, meaning the mm-hmm. entire thing gets crispy or it retains a crust. If mm-hmm. you have a, a an entire loaf of bread, uncut loaf of bread, right, the whole outside of it has been exposed to the oven meaning the entire outside gets a crust. But if you take a slice out of the center of it, the two sides will not have been directly exposed to the oven, so they won't have a real crust on them. You get what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. It's it's all about exposure to... It's like direct exposure to heat versus like convection or... Um, yeah, it, it's it's cooking method... Thing. It's like dry versus wet cook type thing. It's you're wet cooking. Um, always. <laughs> um, have you ever sorry, thought of my like... mom listened to this show? <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, have you ever thought of like what food, like certain foods being bad, like cook? Well, that's terrible. Uh, wait a Yes, I've thought, thought about of, like... food being applied. I uh, like you're, you're talking about it... like things that would be bad if they were hot or cooked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I put in the notes obviously example for watermelon. Obviously, that would be be disgusting. In my, I opinion. think it'd be bad. People people do grill watermelon. And then uh, what really made me think about it is when I was cutting up cucumbers. How gross would a cucumber? That was the <laughs> dude. <laughs> Single. We're on we're on the same wavelength here. The first thing I thought of was cucumber. I'm not even kidding. Cucumber would be so gross if you had like imagine. Imagine cutting a cucumber down the middle and then putting it on your grill. Like zucchiniing it? <laughs> like zucchini, exactly. <laughs> or like an eggplant. Like Yeah. That'd be so fucking nasty. I would I would hate it. It would turn into mush. It'd be spreadable. That but, would be terrible. But I but, guess some fight back on the cucumber. A pickle 
isn't bad when it's like on a pickle pizza. That's not bad. That's technically cooked. If it's on a pizza, <laughs> yes, but a pickle by itself isn't cooked. Yeah, but a like pickle... the pickle doesn't taste bad cooked on a pizza. You know, it's still no, technically cooked. It, it doesn't, but that's I feel like that's not fair to say. Right? Like, okay, if I took a piece if I took like a piece of cabbage, right? And I just like sauteed cabbage in a pan, probably wouldn't be very good, right? Yeah, no. But if I sauteed kimchi in a pan, that would probably be pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. That's cabbage is to kimchi what cucumbers are to pickles. Yeah, you it's bring a, up totally, a really good point. It is a totally different thing, and uh, you know that's that's actually a pretty you know pat myself on the back real quick because that's a dope comparison because they're treated in extremely similar ways like when you're making Mm -hmm. kimchi you take all these leaves of napa cabbage and you layer them with like a chili paste and like some seasoning and whatever in this paste you layer it you pickle it and that's the same thing you do with cucumbers when you make dillies or half sours or you know god forbid you make bread and butters (laughs) the worst bread and butters Dude. Stop making bread and butter. Everybody, Vlasic, if you're listening to me, stop making fucking bread and butter pickles. They're so gross. Dude, Nobody and- wants those. I, I, I fancy a nice bread and butter. Um, but They're no, the so one bad. No, my favorite pickle is uh, the uh, the small baby ones, but they're sweet. Like sweet Cornichons. Small. Yeah, those are my, my favorite. My mom makes those. Well, she doesn't make sweet ones because sweet pickles are fucking nasty, as we've previously discussed. Good. So talked I, I feel like we've definitely had an in-depth conversation about what our favorite pickles are before. Probably. And um, I said, I said, and I will say again that my favorite are the big tub you can buy at Costco. I think they're <laughs> Grillo's, Grillo's pickles, I believe is probably. what they are. Um, it's like six bucks for a big, big quart, like 32 ounces of pickles. So good. Yeah. No. Um, well, Wes, I think we've done did it again. Oh, we done did do the dang darn thing. Well, I hope your croissant bread turns out pretty good. I hope so, too. I have to throw it in the oven soon. Um, We were Mm. under a bit of a time constraint recording this episode because of my croissant bread. Um, But honestly, if it rises a little bit longer, I'm not going to complain about it. Mm -hmm. No. Let it rise, dude. Like I told you, wake it up. Well, wake it up, baby. What'd you say? Would you get a rest? You said said, the joint. I said the dough had the rest, and you said, wake it up. And I said, baby, gotta sleep. <laughs> that is true. Uh, baby, well, do gotta sleep, because I over-laminated it, but that's okay. <laughs> Everybody, email us at dinnerforbreakfastpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Wes, sign us out. Yeah, uh, check out Weird Eats on TikTok. Um, that's Bailey's TikTok channel. I'm in a couple episodes of that if you want to see me eat some weird shit. I think I ate haggis out of a can once. It was kind of cool. Um, shout out. Uh, thank you to Alexander Hume for the use of our, our theme song, our intro and outro music, uh, Steak and Eggs. Uh, you can find him wherever music is. Um, yeah, I'm going to go put some bread in the oven. Happy birthday, Mom. Uh, Happy birthday, Miss Jones. and then... My mom. Yeah, everybody. Adios. Yeah. Asta.